people contain multitudes and we try constantly to strike the perfect balance. As mothers, we are weaving together lives while grappling with all the loose ends. Burnout is a multidimensional state, given the relentless physical, mental and emotional demands that come along with raising a family. Most of us have experienced a diminished sense of well-being at some point or the other. This decreased effectiveness often leads us to acting outside of our own philosophical orientation towards parenting. The feeling of being burnt out is unique to individual context, yet universal in its prevalence. One of my favorite authors wrote, "Love yourself like you love your child." I wonder if that could be a catalyst for each one of us to lighten the load. <laughs> Welcome to episode 8. The crazy crew is back again. Like one extremely pregnant and two extremely, extremely tired not for pregnancy reasons mothers. Uh I think we're half delirious and half like exhausted. That's the current state in general. So I our topic for today very aptly is mommy burnout. What does it feel like? And It's a chronic situation for most of us, right? Yeah. What do you say, Gunjan? Should I start? Yeah, start. Because I'm going to take a lot of time to talk about this. Um, Please do. I think what happens mostly every year when we start, say, school in April or March or whatever, we wrap up some things like after Holi, all the way till Diwali. Things seem like okay, we got time, we can do things. slowly or we can pace it a certain way or it's okay we have some more time and then around diwali after that there are many festivals there are these this shadi season there's this sports day and the annual day and the reviews and the assessments and the what not so i think the burnout that i experience is not so much with what i can or cannot do but it's or if it is can or cannot do it's because there's so much going on what do you guys feel what do you both feel even when we have to celebrate it feels like so much to do gunjan had messaged me and said that you know let's do mommy burnout and i'm like why what you know why does this happen and it's just that we don't know how to delegate or how to just separate ourselves from the nitty gritties you know it's just like let's be involved in every decision and i think somewhere along the lines our partners and the people at home or the you know the larger ecosystem realizes that okay so this is the one person responsible this is the person who's taking it upon themselves to sort everything out so whether it's school or it's kids schedules or it's play dates or it's why is it always the mom and i'm Always well, birthday, gifts oh, take, birthday, yeah? gifts, yes. birthday gifts to take. Birthday gifts. What birthday gifts to take for kids' birthdays, part birthday parties? Like, yeah. what is this I job? I don't think Gaurav do? has ever <laughs> ever thought about. You know, iska birthday hai to like what birthday gift? Like including gifts for his parents and everything. You know, it just like you're th- constantly thinking about other people, and I really like sometimes want to flip it and mean like I want to be that guy who like. you know god of calls it the magical house hmm. where you just you know things get done yeah. and so wonderful yeah. it would have been 
and you don't know how they're done or what goes into mm. you know the things getting done mm. but what if what if we were to just stop is it like i think it's a cold turkey thing like Nahin you know yoga, how you quit rok jayega duniya rok jayegi <laughs> please we can't stop we have to do it we we will be doing it still it's the mental load also we take like this this year i just did coupons for birthday everybody gets a gift coupon everybody figures out i'm just that's like you know just that's a life hack just give it to everybody and they will figure out what they do with it and they feel good because they're shopping you know kids and kids the feedback i've got is that auntie gives the best gifts because auntie will let us choose auntie will just give us a gift voucher a coupon and everybody can do what they want with it it really helped me with my you know the mental load of figuring out what people like what kids of a certain age like and everybody is different so i would be so caught up in that and i know this might seem very trivial this might seem like why are we stress why is this person stressing about something so small or something that's meant to be fun but that's the kind of uh, i think that's the kind of load that a lot of mothers i would imagine would feel if not about birthday gifts it could be about you know things around at work that they can't delegate things that they have to do in their workplace or um you know so much we take on ourselves it's it's a default while i am doing one task i'm thinking of five other tasks and i bet many mothers who are listening also agree with this here i just want to bring in that a lot of mothers are are writing to us mm-hmm. on the you know a dming us on the, on our instagram handle and it's really great that we hear so many stories so many voices and that perhaps was also why we got together in the first place uh so maybe uh, today we can request more people to write to us and then one day we could just read out everybody's messages or something yeah. like the old school radio style <laughs> yeah but i think uh, you like- know to you i'm listening to you and uh, i'm listening to priya and gunjan and i'm i'm resonating with a lot but i'm also very aware that while generationally we're the same but developmentally i'm a much younger mother right i'm a newer mother not a younger mother generationally we're the same so but i'm a much younger mother you're saying okay hum hai boode हम लोग इक्वली बुढ़े हैं बट एज अ मदर आई एम न्यू आई एम बिट ऑफ अ रुकी मदर हियर आई एम स्टिल फिगरिंग थिंग्स आउट आई आई एम ऑल्सो स्लाइटली लेस एट द मोमेंट स्लाइटली लेस बर्डन मदर बिकॉज आई हैव वन चाइल्ड एंड यू नो यू गाइज हैव योर हैंड्स फुल विथ टू योर यू ऑल्सो हैव चिल्ड्रेन हुज एज ग्रुप्स आर वेरी वेरी एक्टिव राइट सो योर लाइज आर फुल ऑफ इवेंट्स एंड कोऑर्डिनेशन एंड लॉजिस्टिक्स एंड planning right and i have one toddler and his life kind of revolves around dropping him and picking him up from school and keeping him engaged after that and he, even that engagement is the park or whatever so i'm very aware of the privilege i have of having a calm toddler one single child calm toddler all of this is going to be disrupted a couple of months from now when i have my second child and i will be able to resonate with burnout a little bit more but i think two things that came up for me um uh i think burnout is uh, so deeply personal right the source of the burnout for each of us is very different like priya said just not being able to give up control of things uh have to be involved 
personally with everything and like gunjan said it's just unstoppable thus the the frenzy is unstoppable and i'm reminded of i think two things one for me it's been i think the closest i felt to burnout has been when my therapist identity and my mother identity have gotten have have clashed together where i've had to hold my clients make sure i'm there on time for sessions make sure i'm completely available in terms of the resources i offer to them vis-a-vis my empathy my understanding compassion or just the space i hold and sometimes i don't have that space to offer because it's been taken out of me by all the mothering that i've had to do for a toddler so being a mother and being a therapist together has been a combination for burnout rather than just my interactions with my child because i think they both demand such similar capacities and i've actually taken a decision that when the second baby comes i want to not be a therapist for a while because i don't have as much in my cup to give to three uh, you know to three entities that require that kind of respectful hold unconditional holding and offering so it's been a it's been a big decision because i've been a therapist for 16 years and it's that's all i know how to do so i i will not be a therapist i will still be a mental health professional but i do know that i don't have caregiving reserves or care offering reserves beyond this and i think that's where i felt burnout and the second thing that i also felt while you guys were talking i had a really interesting conversation with my therapist the other day and uh, we were talking about you know i was talking to her about how i'm just very tired of some parts of myself i'm tired of being lazy i'm tired of not being on my feet i'm tired of uh slacking off i'm tired of being okay with a job half done not being on top of anything you know just doing a 20% with everything and we got to a very interesting segue in our discussion where uh she asked me what my own home was like what was the model of mothering that i was exposed to and i was raised by a chronically burnt out mom she gave her 100% to everything so she gave her 100% to her job as a doctor she gave her 200% at home her 200% as a wife 200% to socialize 200% to sing 200% to cook she had a lot to give but she really did not know where to stop and i did as a child feel a lot of resentment coming my way uh, unwillingly i mean unconsciously i think because my mum was perpetually exhausted i heard a lot of mai kitna karti hu mai kitna karti hu koi help nahi karta koi help nahi karta nobody contributes and i know my father didn't do much at home my sister and i didn't do much at home my mum kept doing and i grew up with this narrative of a chronically exhausted frustrated angry mother right that's the part of her that i saw until my teenage until my yeah until my late teenage i think once i became an adult her burdens were lesser and i saw her as a different human being but my therapist and i discovered that part of me resisting burnout resisting taking up a lot of responsibility saying i'm okay with giving 20% saying it's okay if today i ordered 3 days in a week i ordered food out for my son instead of cooking it myself is also my act of resistance to not being the mother that i saw because i didn't feel it was the healthiest model for me so i i actually acknowledge right now at least with one child i am decent with delegating i'm decent with depending 
I'm okay if the job is half done. I I don't catastrophize if well you know the best thing wasn't done. The best, for example, the best if I didn't give a gift on someone's birthday, I'm like I didn't have time. Sorry, like I'm just sorry I didn't have time. But I think I'm I'm so aware that I don't want to go to that edge of madness that I saw my mom touch again and again. That my self preservation, I think, kicks in. and i pull back every time i feel like i'm on the edge of burnout i think it's in some discourses i might call myself a slightly selfish mother but i think it's what keeps me sane however i'm very aware that this is one child young child not too many demands so i can afford to be like this 3 years later i might be having a very different conversation with both of you about burnout and extending myself beyond my capacity mm I really appreciate you sharing about your experiences growing up around um, uh, around a mother who was burnt out or now that you understand her differently uh, that's also me today that's I'm I'm your mother today I am frustrated I am angry a lot and burnout can be very scary because it's very visible also we don't have a language for it so it becomes a lot about you know why are you always shouting mama or you know why don't you chill out gunjan or how about you take a short break and 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 suggestions like that are very helpful but they are also just looking at a part of the story which is a bigger you know bigger situation to handle and um the other thought came to me when you were when you were sharing and i was you know i was waiting to ask that it was actually a question i was curious to know you know maybe maybe you've been able to make sense of your mother's life and see her as a person through this process of really talking about um yeah. your experience of being around her as a child and i was like did you yeah. forgive her that's what i wanted to yeah. ask because i was yeah. i was wondering if 20 years oh, 30 yeah. years later uh if nentara and tosh would be feeling like this uh, if they would mm. remember me like this if they would remember me yeah. as the mother who's frantically running around getting stuff done and um verbalizing the frustration you know and verbalizing mm. the anger or the 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 lack of support that there is yeah. um So yeah, what do you do? You, do you feel that you? That's such a beautiful <laughs> question, and it's it's so uh, it's a very touching question also because that's exactly what happened. I only saw her as a mother for the longest time, and my understanding of her as a mother was she can never chill, she can never be calm, she's always yelling, she's always shouting. Who's telling you to take so many burdens? We didn't ask you to. Just calm down, Mama. Kabi aaram se bed jaya karo hamare saath. That's all we want from you. She was always running, right? And as her children, the the projections that came from us as her children, we only saw her as a mother, not as a woman with her own, you know, difficulties. So the label that I associated with my mom for the longest time was frustrated and angry. I didn't see that she was burnt out. right and i think the burnout was something that i realized much later and it made me very upset and angry with my father because he was the hero he got away being the chilled out guy he got away with being the playful guy oh he's always calm playful he goes out with us mum cannot chill in fact she will ruin a good time yeah. with her frantic energy yeah. with her i hear you know, that so now yeah i do yeah was, i see that with my so it was too. it was always that 
But something changed, I think, about maybe three or four months before she passed away and I was just about to deliver. And uh, I started, as I started to enter the the, the the threshold of motherhood myself, I think I started to see, I started to become curious about her as a human being. And one day I actually texted her and asked her, I said, Mama, you don't have to answer this question. I don't expect you to, I don't want a sorry or anything. That's not at all what I'm getting at. I'm not expecting you to feel guilty about it. But I'm just curious because I want to make sure I'm aware of that process when it happens for me. What was happening for you when we were young that made you so angry, so frustrated, that led you to beat us up so much? What was really going on? Because you're not that person anymore, right? And uh, my mom messaged, this was, re- it's incredible that we had this conversation just before she passed this, this sort of redemption arc that we both had in our relationship. And she said, she sent me a long, long voice note because I said, I can't talk about this on the phone. It's too much. So she said, okay, I'll send you a voice note. And she sent me a voice note. And uh, she said, I'm so glad that you brought it up because I've lived with guilt my whole life for raising my hand at you both, for just always being frustrated, for being angry. And I understand now that a lot of it was me displacing my anger at you. There were a lot of other things in my life that I was frustrated about. I got married very young. I don't know if I planned children the way I should have. I kind of got derailed in my career. Lots of things were happening that I didn't make sense of. And I think it all came out on you guys. And there was just too much on my plate. And I didn't know better. And I think that conversation, I still have that. That was all it took. That was all it took to say, okay, I'm so glad you told me that so that I can now bridge the images I have of the bad mother and the, you know, the good mother that, you know, have those polarities in our minds, right? This is the perfect mother, best mother. This is the good one or the bad one. But now I could see her as a complete whole human being. And she passed away within a few months of that. And I felt like that story in our relationship was such an important chapter because she was carrying that her whole life. I was carrying that my whole life. And something about it just completed. And I don't, in fact, I don't, I don't hold anger at all towards her. I, I just, I in fact hold a lot of, how could we have been more compassionate children? How could my father have been a more responsible father? You know, I think it's, it's my anger has now gone towards my father the anger that I carry towards my mum my whole life has now it's it's now with my dad so yeah that's what happened glad that you got the the chance to and the maybe the courage to even ask her that question and you know that that you know, staying with that and that uh, sense of introspection that now I'm going to be a mother can I see the human in my mother can I see the person behind the mothering and I think that kind of compassion uh, um, you know we all need sometimes it comes much later in our lives with our kids which is why sometimes I remind myself many times I remind myself that I don't have to squeeze in squeeze everything about mothering and what I am as a mother now in this moment in the last seven years and the next five years till my kids are in school because there's so much that that our relationship can Maybe these conversations I'll have when they're older. So when I'm listening to you, I'm like, wow, I, I, I hope I have, I'm around to have these conversations with my children because, because I guess I'm, I can't stop being angry right now or, <laughs> you know, I can't just get away with, uh, with saying, uh, 
you know i'm being bad and let me not be bad so sometimes it will my frustration will be externalized or put on my kids and i'm you know your story gives me the hope that maybe one day i can have a conversation with my kids and help them understand what was really going on for me sometimes they do already ask me that uh, you know do you need a break do you need to get out do you you know do you want us to do something because you seem to be getting very irritable around us and and then i do tell them a lot of things too and they're like oh we you know they probably think we shouldn't have asked <laughs> i also felt that you know the the space that you've created for yourself with your therapist that many mothers don't have that that understanding of mental health and that understanding of that the the fact that therapy can be supportive and sometimes their experiences in therapy might not be a supportive experience or an empathetic one so there is a closing of that and that we don't want to go back to therapy Do you have any suggestions for mothers who are listening to us about how can we get started on something like this because some mothers have written to me separately who would like to know if they don't want to do therapy which is the very western one-on-one sitting in a room kind of therapy space do you have any suggestions on what they can do to get started on a process which is a process of self awareness or just also to create a su- supportive space and a safe safe and brave space to go through all of these experiences while being you know while having a witness to that and i completely agree with you i'm a therapist and a very solid advocate for therapy but i think therapy is a very limited way of understanding mental health or even looking within uh, it is a very very western uh sometimes biomedical way uh, of uh, understanding ourselves and i don't think it's the answer for everyone and for every problem i think we've pedestalized therapy a bit too much uh, recently um i think that communities are the richest resource for mental health more than one single therapist in a room i think the communities that we surround ourselves with are the ones that hold all the knowledge the wisdom the witnessing and i wonder if people who write to us also can count in their minds or recognize in their minds who forms their community of mothers because i think that's been the most solid anchor for me whether it's on a whatsapp group you know whether it's here or whether it's just a one off conversation with a friend about how exhausting it is communities of motherhood have been probably the most affirming uh, yes they can also be shaming and then you have to draw boundaries and distance yourself but uh, i would say rather than one on one therapy communities of mothering and i think people have the resources to also set up reflective circles uh, with like minded mothers uh, around a framework of you know okay we meet once a month for like 90 minutes and here's our little housekeeping rule that we are we keep this confidential we keep this safe and i think we don't need a therapist for that that's you don't need specialist knowledge i mean there are different kinds of specialist knowledge and i think mothers are holders of specialist knowledge themselves and i think communities can do a very very powerful job and i i think i don't mean intergenerational communities because i think going back to your mom and talking about mothering can often backfire but mothers of your generation where you can get mirroring so you know setting up a reflective parenting circle is something that communities of mums can do themselves you know there are of course other ideas like journaling there are other ideas like you know even looking at pictures of your own childhood and painting or drawing what comes up for you and using those as symbols to see 
what's what's there in the debris of my mind when i look at my association with my family uh with my children i think that the other issue with therapy also is that it can be very pathology based which means that it can always be a little hunt for what's wrong with you so what is the point at which everything went wrong uh whereas i think we have to look for slightly more affirmative and strengths oriented models to see what is it that i'm doing right as a mom what are those small tiny acts of resistance of doing something right of glimmers you know i think those are also important touch points for reflection not just what's wrong with me uh, which therapy can often uh, reinforce but i think i want to bring in priya because i think priya both of us gunjan and i are very bi- have some a language a very therapy oriented language which can seep into our conversation what's it like when you're not saturated with therapy jargon what does community feel like as a buffer against burnout you know just finding uh, it may be something as simple as the chat that you have at pick up time with a mum uh, and just knowing that every kid in the class or every kid uh, like every one of your children's peers is facing a similar situation so it's not that you know this is happening only to my child and i think when you realize that it is not this individual thing like it's not the problem is not only one child it's what they are experiencing like the bad air in delhi the bronchitis the constant illnesses and things and you know we take it on like oh you know why is my kid falling ill but it's all the children and then you kind of zoom out a little as soon as you have one just even one conversation like i've been spending my time sucking out snot and then i told someone that you know this really works and she's like oh amazing and then she's she went and bought the snot sucker thing and i felt like oh that's such it was this crazy kind of relief that i got that okay it's not only my sickly child and it's not my history of allergies and bronchitis and eczema and, you know because i put even their illnesses on myself and you know that has it been inherited from me you know is it my bad genetics all of that and then i realized that all the kids are like all three year olds are snotty and yucky and you know all of them are the same and it was just simple stuff that you you know you may not interact with these people on a everyday basis you may not even be on whatsapp groups but these are just people you meet and they have that exact experience because it's it is that everyday experience and once you share then you realize you're all in the same boat and it gives an odd kind of comfort that all right it is larger and it, and i can zoom out and i can uh, take a lot of the pressure that i was feeling and say that okay i'm just going to put this aside and wait for this you know look forward to stuff look forward to things getting better and see that you know that silver lining and you realize that it just takes usually one word or like one conversation with someone who is empathetic and yet has their own unique experience so they'll give you like two sides they'll they'll give you the their perspective and then it just widens and for us it's been it's always been this kind of roller coaster between an older child 
and like the challenges they face and then this really young child it almost feels like we're doing this all over again and it feels like groundhog day and it's real it gets really frustrating you know very often god will be like you know i told you we had just gotten over it you know we had just got and now we're doing it all over again like the crying in school and all of that and then you just step back and you realize that a lot of parents are doing this and it's not as big as it is in your head but i'm feeling better about my situation because i've noticed him and i'm doing what is required i am not falling back into those old kind of those very typical thing that uh, you know deal with your problems or choti si baat hai i said if you are we're not going to take anything lightly we're go- we're going to deal with whatever you need and we're do- going to do it to the best of our, our ability and i think it's that where you're just taking it forward in a way where you're making things slightly better than what it was for you and that's good enough and i i keep hearing bakul in my head and donald winnicott saying yeah you know good enough is good enough yeah, yeah. you're doing great yeah. it doesn't have to be radical right it doesn't have to be life changing everything doesn't have to be like that and i think you're doing great with providing to your children all uh, all the reassurance also not just the you know the stuff you know uh, a therapy space or a, you know a pick up and a drop and all of that and toys and books and uh, instruments music instruments and all that it's also the you know the stuff that you're saying to them that tell us let me know let us know what you need i think that really has a big impact on how children also see us and our burnout because then it then it probably because it's different from saying uh main thak gayi hu or different from saying that i'm i'm really tired of doing this for you all uh, the communication seems very different now the the language that you're using to tell your children that we'll give you what you require we'll we'll help you with this and then we'll figure it out but this is what we can provide right now um the other thought while you were you know you were saying something doing it all over again that bit and uh, for me mon- uh, monotony brings in a certain kind of burnout also when i'm kind of doing the same stuff over and over again in maybe in the same way when the when all the days look pretty similar to each other like going to school coming back from school and then getting their homework sorted and while um, these routines are very important for us routines can also be very boring for a person like me and many times i feel that burnout can be avoided by bringing in that or breaking that monotony around things to bring in some playfulness to bring in some you know many people would bring in like going taking their children to a class or or a coaching space but again that is about control and teacher learner situation and that's that doesn't break the monotony for a person like me uh, sometimes it is for me it is about abandoning a, a strict routine and a way of doing something over and over again to just bring in an element of maybe just like newness or chillness or whatever just to 
just to also convey in a non-verbal way that uh for myself for my own inner child and for my children that okay we won't do it today it's okay we won't do it like this today what do you both think about that like do you feel monotony in your everyday stuff and how does that go for you priya do you want to take that because my toddler it's a new day with a new meltdown every hour so i wish there was monotony <laughs> I wish there was a script in my day. Right now, it's every hour is a new meltdown. Uh, every every three hours is a new personality. Mm. There's a lot to discover. So I am actually on my toes, and uh, I don't think the monotony started yet. Right now, I'm just I'm catching my breath, chasing him. Uh, but I think I I I do feel I sometimes wonder because. you know yes more or less every day is broadly the same i sometimes wonder and i get into that pressure of am i doing enough for him is he doing enough because i do know two and a half year olds who joined a football class uh i do know three and a half year olds in delhi who joined a lego class which personally <laughs> and i am trying not to be judgmental i'm going to be curious but i feel like would that is that a way for me to build a skill for my child is that a way for me to actually get some time off from my child which is a good enough reason to throw someone into a lego class i think but at the moment i can't find a good enough reason to put him in a structured learning environment just yet so i think yeah that 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 kind of makes our days a little bit monotonous but i'm not willing to add variety just for the sake sake of variety i have to know why we're bringing variety in <laughs> i think i have gotten to a point where uh, i've realized the value of monotony and how monotony should not lead to insecurity in any way um that lead to those questions of am i doing enough or is this good enough because uh, i think firstly the general structure of how our lives are are just you know instruments to make parents feel insecure it's just like you know this person is doing this and my kid is not doing this and you know you're questioning and that's something that i consciously now have just i'm like you know if that's working for your kid fine i know my kid and he'd rather sit and make pancakes and cut strawberries and you know do things like that so i think it's more important to realize your context and to understand that you have to trust yourself as a parent it comes in terms of like the advice that we get and you know slowly you learn to close off when you need to and all of that but i think that thing of insecurity when you meet other people or you hear about how much a person is doing or then i look back and i'm like he's only 9 years old and she's only 3 and for all you know you know they live till they are 140 because life expectancy goes up uh, they have like 5 lives worth of years in front of them i really don't need to stress out so if today is not packed with a hundred things to do and if they have just 
chilled you know you playing with clay or messing up something it's fine and i think that's what most parents need to realize that you you know your kid you know your context and let that guide you and you know unless you're complete i don't know unless you're completely like awful people or something you won't really mess up your child willingly you know your nobody is going to do that and you know it's different and you just have to realize that it's fun and even for children like it's fun having the different things once a, you know once in a while but they'll want their familiar stuff every day like i keep asking my kids like do you want to live with anyone else and would you like to go to anybody else's house and they're like no we want to stay here and we want you know the same old drudgery so maybe the mon- monotony is good yeah i think what i meant by monotony was also maybe some maybe not the fact that things are being repeated mm. or it's you know the regular everyday mm. stuff but i'm perhaps meant like you know even the tantrums that are happen- happening every every hour to me it would feel this monotonous emotional investment you know i'm constantly when i'm constantly and over and over again doing something it could be anything right so even if i'm i don't know doodling for one hour and then i have to doodle every day for one hour or something like that you know so like you said that kids not for 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 you for your context your kids just want to cut strawberries and sit and listen to music and take their time decorating a christmas tree putting up lights uh it's fine it's more than fine it's wonderful i think that kind of uh pace also in which is so in contrast with the pace that uh, is expected out mm-hmm. of us now so maybe also what i'm what i what i'm reflecting at is monotony around what is expected of mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. once we enter a mainstream like a mainstream school or if i'm doing a, a a regular 9 to 5 job uh then i would be expected to deliver a certain way and i'm thinking of parents who have everyday lives are around going to office going to work coming back and you know doing the same stuff cooking and taking care of the house and things like that and when they hear us mm. have the agency the privilege the the you know maybe the social location of of kind of taking these decisions uh or a a, a loving understanding partner at home uh to say okay you want to you know n- take them out for just a hangout in the park for 2 hours go ahead sometimes people don't get that mothers don't get that and i wonder what would they be thinking when they hear us talk about all of these things that we can create for ourselves um i i would i would um, request everyone to not be hard on themselves and think that this is the way to parent and this is the way to be as a mother the good enough mother and the you know the right kind of mothering and the caring gentle uh, kind mother all the time like priya said understand your context do what works for your context if uh, i'm thinking of a uh, uh, you know a family where the mother and the father are mental health professionals who have to you know be in the field or be in uh, uh, an area where they have to be you know dealing with um, 
people and their distress on a you know on a regular basis say they work in a hospital and bakul would probably be able to say that say more about that um and they have to be there at odd hours or take a call at any time which requires crisis intervention um for them to be able to provide this kind of you know flow if i may call i'm thinking of the word flow here but something that goes uh you know in a, in a very um how do i say this like something that's flowing yeah something that's going on as it is as is working for the child might not happen and many times when i have to switch into those roles where sometimes i do have to you know get into a meeting suddenly or have to handle through my work as well a crisis situation with somebody who's consulting me uh it's very difficult also for the children then to switch gears and i started noticing that for nentara and tosh that um you know i'll just for me it will be easier to move into that space uh but it's harder for them harder for children and uh, then i wonder uh you know how do they manage in school where it's like you know half an hour of math and then half an hour of hindi and then games period and all of that so my heart really goes out for the kids where we are just you know kind of trying all of these things and talking about all of these things and figuring out what's the best and the good enough stuff uh, and uske beech mein hamare bacche bechare bacche jisko you know hum soch rahe ki chalo aise kar lete and then we'll try this and then we'll try that have you been uh, in any way you know through your work or through your interaction with children uh, been hearing their voices around what they feel and what they experience when the grown ups around them uh are burnt out or are moving into roles and require them to be present elsewhere while the children are you know uh managing or making sense of it all or flowing with it you know i think my lens is so constricted by my work i only see things and people when situations go out of control so i have very few models of just day to day life children adapting to parents routines what i get to see most often is when things get really really difficult and i think that that skews my lens uh, but maybe if i was to offer that lens back to you and you take it with a pinch of salt knowing that this is just a one part of possible manifestation this is not to guilt parents and scare them to say aisa nahi karoge to aisa ho jayega this is just my lens because of who i am as a practitioner and what i get to see but i think um children communicate all the time uh, they may not communicate in words but they're communicating in play they're communicating in refusal to eat food they're communicating in a stomach ache they're communicating through their art they're communicating when they say acha nahi papa ek aur minute baith jao please uh, right they're communicating when they're punching another child on the playground um i think what parental burnout does sometimes is it doesn't let us always listen to children in the many languages that children speak in and when those languages are not heard uh, when children's messages of communication are not heard in different ways and very often what brings a family to the clinic is a quote unquote symptom right and the work that a therapist must do is to look beyond the symptom at the people 
in the family, right? And look at who these are as human beings. What is their story? What is their day-to-day life? What is the symptom trying to say? So not to just quickly say, Achha, let me give you medicine for ADHD. Let me quickly give you, you know, a for CBT for uh, anxiety. Your child has anxiety. Give, you know, try these six sessions. But to really look at what is the story of this family? Who are the people behind the roles that each person is performing? And if this symptom could speak, what would it say? If this child could truly speak and tell his parents something or tell her parents something, what would they want their parents to understand? And I think just facilitating that communication between parents sometimes it's and it's not about mama, papa, you work less. It's not about be around more. It's that when you're there, the quality of your attunement to me, uh, the quality of how fully tuned in you are to me, how clear your mind space is to hold just me in that moment, even if it's for half an hour a day, that can fill a child's cup immensely. So, you know, this is not to guilt parents at all into saying, please quit your jobs and be there for your children or into telling fathers, you know, stop kind of making money and come and sit at home. That's not, not at all. But even maybe just being curious as parents to what is coming in the way of our ability to clear the mental debris of our minds, even if it's just for half an hour a day, one hour a day, to just be with the child and just play and play without direction play and and when I don't say play as in play cricket or play a game I'm saying play as a metaphor to be playful with the child to be relaxed with the child because your nervous system will relax the child's nervous system and it's a sense of safety for the child so through the routine of burnout if there's some way we can curate even a minimal time and space for playfulness in which there is no teaching there is no problem solving there is no agenda there is no coaching there is no parenting there is just being silly together. That is just mindful listening, no judging, no saying why, no saying uh, how can you do this? Why did you do that? Why did you hit that? No, just following the lead of the child. The child can feel safe in that environment and the child knows that the parent has the availability and the space in, in their mind for me. I'm held in mind. Right, I'm important. And that's a very, very core to a child's self-esteem. The feeling of being enjoyed and the feeling of of mattering. And sometimes I think our burnout can end up making children feel that um, logistics are more important than them, which is not the message we're trying to intentionally give them. But that's what children can often internalize. But I think maybe just being curious to what are the barriers within us that don't let us hear the language in which children speak. Uh, does burnout come in? The, how does burnout come in the way of our listening and our attunement, our intuition. And all of us have solid intuitions when it comes to our children. No, nobody, no expert, no doctor can coach us on intuition. So yeah, maybe that's what I would say, Bunjan. Yeah, I, Bakul, I really like how you express yourself and put things together with words. I'm wondering, do you write somewhere and where can we, you know, read or hear more about your thoughts and know more about what you do? Because that's, um, I would like to um, know more of or hear more of what you have we to say. We need a buckle sub stack. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if you already have one and no, I don't I know of it. No, I don't. I don't write at okay. all, actually. Okay. Uh, but glad to know that something resonated and I... I will now that I'm going on maternity yeah. leave. Apparently, yeah. See, I <laughs> write a book. I write a book. Write. You should write a I book. I will write something. Yeah, 
write with start with something and yeah. then maybe end up with a book absolutely everyone wants that <laughs> I yes, got it. Recipe for burner. <laughs> yeah, it's eleven twenty-five, Bakul. Yeah, it's eleven twenty-five. I was just reminding and, you of the yeah, time. And uh, Bakul is going on maternity leave. We'll have a sixth baby in the mix soon, yes. and we wish you all the best with all Thank with you. the festive season and with new babies and all of the work that we know you're doing. and bakul will be joining us in april now hopefully sooner yeah if, hopefully sooner i think this is one of those spaces where uh, everyone is seen and everyone is heard and you know that's why things are so kind of disjointed when it comes to like when our episodes come out but uh, we like to just flow with whatever works for all three of us so you know i, I think the trajectory keeps changing for us and uh i think it's so reflective of motherhood in general also that this is how it is it's not an it's not a weekly thing and it may not be like you know to the t every time enjoy the, the new baby and smell the, yeah of course of course all the oh, baby things smell, yes. yes and the toes night <laughs> and the breast engorgement and uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, let's yeah. not let's yeah. remember the good stuff also. Yes, yeah. let's remember the good so stuff. So yes. much of the good stuff. Yeah, I will always there be is, the silver is. lining. It yes. will be like reminding you. <laughs> reminding. I always feel like we will. I know we're just running out of time, but I I keep wishing that. one would just skip over infancy and get straight to toddlerhood because i've had so much fun with toddlerhood and infancy was just like <gasps> groundhog day wow yeah uh, exhaustion that was burnout peak but uh, i think i'm 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 hearing you priya and i am going to try and have fun with infancy as well it's not my favorite phase but i'm going to try and have fun and see the silver linings Always. think of us think of us yes. uh, you know kind of cheering you on and yeah. or, or telling you go sleep go sleep go yeah. sleep sleep when the baby is sleeping no instagram for you go sleep when the baby is sleeping <laughs> don't do scroll <laughs> so we'll be yes. right there and i'll be looking forward to i'll be looking forward to the episodes that come from this space and the uh, what the listeners have to say and more exciting speakers and hopefully i'll be back soon i think the one thing i was thinking of while you know bakul was talking was that i don't think we give ourselves enough credit like and that's what i said earlier also that even if you don't get enough time with your kids somehow because so much investment now goes into children like even paying for those classes and taking them for the classes and even if they are in like 500 classes you are paying for them yeah. and you're you know working so hard and like their parents were investing so much maybe not time mm. but so much is being invested in terms of other stuff that i think kids just have to be told and reassured every now and then that you are being heard and you are being listened to and you are being seen and i know it seems very hectic for you right now or you know we seem like 
there's a lot going on but it all kinds kind of filters down to this one thing that we want for you it's all you know i think new parents and parents of our generation are so aspirational like i don't think our parents cared ki you know isko piano bhi sikhao taekwondo bhi karao they couldn't be bothered but maybe you know maybe in the midst of the tennis classes and the swimming classes that one great swimmer or great piano player was found mm. and sometimes i think back to my childhood and being like maybe i needed those that kind of you know that yeah. kind of push or something yeah. and so that which is why i was saying that there is another way of looking at everything like maybe it's not this thing of needing your kids to be involved because you don't have time i know that a lot of parents invest a lot into okay i need this for my child and so that i can secure a particular thing and i i think parents nowadays put a lot of th- yeah. thought into parenting and it may not be there may not be a lot of people who will be able to give the time i can as a mother because i chose to do this this full time but that does not negate like the person who's working a uh, you know how many hours can you work in a day 14 15 hour day and yeah like my sister is a doctor but she's always and she's barely ever there or barely ever but i know that all of her thoughts are Yeah. focused on like what is better for my child right. so i think that is something that if that is the foundational thought that you have mm-hmm. in your mind as a parent mm-hmm. then you're sorted mm-hmm. because at some point your child is also going to maybe in the uh, in the short term they feel like okay i'm not getting enough time mm-hmm. with my parent but maybe in the long term they'll see that hey you know uh, this made me a little bit more resourceful this yeah. you know yeah. maybe it, it's about like flipping it around a little and not putting so because also this thing of oh we don't spend enough time f- with our kids puts a lot of pressure Put, yeah it does it puts a lot of pressure on parents mm-hmm. to be like oh you know let's find sometimes it's not possible like mm-hmm. gorov is working every weekend mm-hmm. because he's traveling on gigs mm-hmm. and i'm like oh you're never around and then he's like but why am i doing it mm-hmm. what is what is the motivation do you think i don't want to be with my kids mm-hmm. of course but you know the gigs pay well and you know this that's is secu- yeah, Ooh, yeah and work. this is securing them in a way that maybe they don't understand right now mm-hmm. but they will that okay fine this gave us you know mm-hmm. that much more leeway mm-hmm. in our so i think i think it's really important for all parents to see that as long as you are trying your best and as long as you can have a few meaningful conversations with your kid and if you see anything going wrong sit down talk about it it does not need to be like these long drawn out therapy sessions or anything like that but sit down talk about it say i've i've seen that you're having an issue i hear you we'll do something about it tell us if there is something else that we can do or we can 
but i think kids need a lot of explanations and for things not to be just left unsaid and unspoken so even for the parents who don't have time yeah even like like bakul said to notice yeah. to just observe yeah. to to see to to pay attention to yeah. different ways in which children yeah. communicate right through art through yeah. play or through a tantrum yeah. sometimes that's what we see is a is a behavior but but there is something underlying that behavior or there is some connections with say bullying at school and mm. hence there is a certain kind of behavior at home uh what i'm also hearing and i when i was listening to you and when i was listening to bakul that there could be some parents who who would feel that this is putting a lot of pressure on them just mm. our conversation uh and i was just reminded of something that uh, i experienced this weekend i work on weekends so i work on friday saturday sunday the only day ta- days taratosha are actually away from school and at home and nowadays they're very upset with me not being there on weekends uh because uh i was always there before this i was always there uh taking them out to book events to birthdays many times i cancel and they appreciate that they like that but when i can't when i don't uh, they get very irritated about it they're still learning to make sense of it and i've just started talking to them about uh, you know uh, income i get an income out of this and i get i enjoy doing this of course i hear them then say that you care more about your clients and you you know you don't care as much about us and to which i have to remind them that i have a lot of capacity for all of this so i don't care less for you just because i'm caring caring for others as well but besides that so just as a reminder to parents that it does not have to be every day that you spend a lot of time with them uh it also does not mean just going out on vacations to spend time on e- with each other uh perhaps a simple practice of connecting with each other say over uh over um like you were saying once that uh, gorov and ishan go out and yeah so they they'll do something together where the, where there is no teaching or telling or uh, inquiring or even questioning kya hua school mein kya hua ab batao ab batao not even that kind of an approach so perhaps being more intentional in the position you take as a parent what am i here what am i creating here am i creating a connection am i right now am i teaching am i earning right now to fulfill a certain need because as they get older and you probably would see this with ishan earlier than uh, the bakul and i that he might not need you both as much for those conversations even when perhaps the friends will become closer or you know people he would talk to would might not be you so it could be a dear teacher or other friends of yours who he is feeling safe with or comfortable with and that's also okay because sometimes as parents when we see our children spending time with someone else like a tutor who understands them or a uh, a teacher at school or the school counselor for example um we we feel ah ye to mujhe karna chahiye tha this is something i should be providing for it's okay if you're not providing for that right now reminding ourselves that this is a long race and you know we started off with bakul sharing a very heartfelt experience of recognizing her relationship with her mother and the person behind her mother in a therapy session so you can imagine how precious that time that that experience and that moment would have been is just also a reminder that 
a conversation can happen 20 years later as well you know it's it can happen any time really uh, if intentionally you want to understand the other person and form a connection so i would like to take that back with me today that even if i'm not doing the right thing right now or the best thing right now and all of it right now uh, one is i don't have to nobody's telling me to i can take that pressure off me and the other thing is maybe i'll be able to invest in a in a certain way uh, right now and another way in some time absolutely and i think this is something that I, in one of our earlier episodes we had touched on was that maybe burnout takes a toll on you and you end up screaming or shouting or you know just being uh, needing to vent at a particular time and as long as you realize and sometimes when i'm shouting i like there is a voice at the back of my head saying you're being completely like ridiculous now but i can't stop myself and then once i'm calm i go back to my kids and i apologize and we talk about it and that's something we have consistently done so much so that my 3 year old now comes to me and says that okay you've shouted i'm sorry now say you're sorry and it because that's just normal for her for her to also say that yes i was shouting and so i've said sorry and you were shouting so you say sorry and then it'll all be done and then you know we'll cuddle and we love each other again and for children especially younger children it is sometimes that simple for older ones it probably it does require a lot more discussion and a lot more yeah it requires a lot but as long as you are aware of the burnout or i i think it is also just getting to a point where you realize that you need to do stuff for yourself yeah that you realize that okay i have come to the brink mm. i may be falling off mm. but once i've fallen how do i pick myself up mm. how do i start from the ground up mm. and be like and how do i not sink into it mm. i think that's a very important point for mothers to realize that okay you've been you've been pushed and maybe you've you know lost it at your kids and all that but it's so important to first put yourself back mm. to a point where you realize that okay now i know that i need to do things like going out getting a pedicure getting my hair done anything to make yourself better or going out and for and i think this is something we brought up with the guilt episode that we need to see that all of these things are so intertwined mm. and we can't just put it to oh it's burnout and how do i prevent it because what what happens once it's happened mm. like so yeah there are right? two things what do you do when you're yeah. experiencing burnout and what do you do to avoid burnout yeah. and that and that how can, do you pick yourself up and then how do you pick yourself yeah. up yeah that's that those are three aspects i think we've yeah. sort of looked at today of course uh, you know mm, there are so many things we can do to uh, i think we can talk a little bit about that things that you do that that to avoid burnout like if you if you sense what i call often what i say is an emotional 
freight train coming in so when you're standing at the platform and you see this the you know the the light of the of the train that's coming in and you're like okay it's coming in and you preparing you're putting a your luggage ahead you're moving closer all the crowd is coming in you're finding your position it's something like that when an emotional experience is coming in and you watch it come in mm-hmm. you notice so slowing down to even notice mm-hmm. is a great step mm-hmm. to recognize that burnout is real i feel crispy i feel angry i feel like yelling and and maybe sometimes even bring in your kids to help you recognize those signs so for example my son will notice that i have shorter breaths mm. so he'll say mama notice your breath mm. mama you're breathing like that again yeah. and that's a you know it yeah. it grounds me in that moment to recognize yeah okay you notice that i'm noticing that sometimes i say should we breathe differently together should we take big exhales should we do you know um should we sit down in silence or should i just walk away to another room and things like that so these are things that you can pay attention to to understand your burnout and the things you can do to help yourself and the things you can do to repair after that what are the things you do to avoid burnout so i realized that um i i was the person who was always helping my partner out and like when i would see that oh which is why he's never got to a point where he's yelled or you know and because he's around much less i'm always the person that's screaming and i'm like i don't have that adult coming to me and saying go walk you know walk away and now as ishan has grown older he's become that mm. person who's like don't do it right now and mm. this is usually vis-a-vis a 3 year old who is at her unreasonable best mm. and you know depending on whether i've eaten or whether wow. i'm pmsing or you know i will sometimes be able to you know hone that in, you know rein that in and sometimes not be able to do it so maybe i know i do need that check mm. you know or i do need to call my mom and say can i drop them off for two just a couple of hours yeah. and do something as ridiculous as go shopping mm-hmm. or just to get my mind off things and then be you know you have to try and be the version of yourself that you want for yourself at that point mm-hmm. because all of us you know have so much going on that we don't take enough time to just be like let's see what works for us mm-hmm. and i know gunjan has mentioned it so many times is just be kind to yourself because once you're kind to yourself you are already open hearted you are already doing so so many things for other people mm-hmm. if you are able to find that kindness for yourself then that's and those are the things that kids pick up on they pick up on the the self deprecation mm. they pick up on that mm. and that's what i've seen with my kid and i'm like you know why are you saying that it's all your fault and right. it's not and he said no but you but it's not your fault mm. you know i don't feel so why and then once those questions were asked now that he's older i said okay you know mm. i am going to say that mm. you know i need some time off and i need a break and it's okay if i want to go out for a gig mm. in the night and it's okay for me to leave you at nani's house without guilt mm. without that 
सो यू हैव टू वेरी कॉन्शियसली डू थिंग्स दैट मेक यू फील बेटर एंड मेक यू रिपेयर दैट बर्नट आउट सेल्फ आई थिंक यू नो द ओल्डर किड्स गेट इट बिकम्स सो मच अबाउट लाइक वॉट इज बींग डन ड्यूरिंग योर वीक एंड समटाइम्स इट्स ओके टू यू नो लाइक समटाइम्स आई डोंट गो आउट ऑन द सनडेज एंड दे आस्क मी टू कम फॉर लंच ऑन सनडे समटाइम्स आई एल जस्ट बी लाइक बेड एंड वॉच नेटफ्लिक्स लंच एंड दैट्स ओके एंड देन ऑल थ्री ऑफ दम इट्स ओके you know i to love doing that yeah. because anyway mama is always spoiling their fun so she's too strict and she's telling everybody what to do she even gets in fights with people who she's ordering food to and like the parking guy and all of that <coughs> yeah so i'm i'm glad that we recognize that when we get crispy mm. and when we get a bit too much for others and ourselves mm. um some of the things that i have started to regularly do is mm. uh, be outdoors mm. the uh, air is terrible so sometimes outdoors could mean like really the tiny little patch of green around the house or you know uh, going at a time or sleeping a lot mm. i i try and like just lie around and sometimes not watch stuff but sometimes watch stuff being by yourself singing dancing painting drawing creative outlet mm. something that brings out what you are experiencing internally could be knitting it could be stitching it could be uh, anything that is an expression of what's happening internally and um what else sometimes journaling helps and i'm not sure if if it uh, you know if it has to be this dear diary situation it can also be you know collecting pictures or leaves or uh putting old stuff uh together in like a slam book kind of a thing that can, so adding elements of fun or playfulness something that bakul also brought out so it doesn't have to be play play but it can be playfulness gentle moments of chill it could be something as simple as learning a new craft or art yeah. or learning something yeah, new learning for yourself some, yeah and uh like so these guys are amazing psychologists and they talk so much about so i signed up for this uh Three month course, mm. and it was so good to yeah. just be around like people. So it, it since it was open for parents, and you know, and while I was the only parent, it was really nice to go back and firstly learn, and it was three hour sessions and all of that. But it it's so empowering to do something where you are broadening your horizon, yeah. and then. you know then your kids were like and they respected that time they respected it was amazing how they saw that oh you know mama is doing her class mm-hmm. and then that became a thing that okay mm-hmm. she's not going to be available for x amount of time and she's doing and they were like why are you doing it mm-hmm. and i'm like because i'm interested in it mm-hmm. and that's something i'm learning to do more like take your interests seriously mm-hmm. and do something like i would keep saying that ki mujhe carpentry karna hai ya mujhe crochet seek seekhna you know something like that mm. and i've just been like i have to do it and then they can be included 
you know you can yeah. show them what you've yeah. made and be proud and yes. you know yeah. i think those are really important things that mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be the everyday like you are working and you are doing all these things mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. but if there's anything that you've kept on the back burner or it's in your wish list mm-hmm. like the podcast was on my wish list i've done two things awesome. in 2023 and it's as simple as that yes sometimes so, you can just simplify it yeah. yes that reminds me of another thing that is sometimes maybe it's okay to go hang out with friends who are not parents yes very very important Anna? crowd so yeah so so reach out to your to your non parent friends who are willing to listen hang out have fun uh get that drink for you cook that nice meal for you and just be nice and sweet and caring um i think that is also important because sometimes we think of communities as also only communities of parents and it need not be like that sometimes it could be just friends who are nice caring empathetic who are willing to listen um and so uh sometimes giving yourself that also i think really for me it uh, kind of regulates me and uh, takes me away from the same stuff that i keep thinking about yeah yeah so re-energize re-energize with friends or otherwise yeah yay let's end <laughs> off with gana to hua nahi maine rhyming kar diya chalo limerick ho gaya thank you for listening please yes. write in with your ideas oh, thoughts experiences stories and we stories. have a very 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 beautiful episode coming up with someone special so we'll be recording that soon yay yay if you have stories that you'd like to share or conversations that you'd like to start reach out to us we're on instagram at mommy mixtape that's m o m m y m i x t a p e 